Hey, Kevin, you there? Hi, Krista. Yes, I am. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Well, it's been way, way too long. And I am so sorry about how long it was. You know, can I just blame COVID? Is that allowed? Um, We can blame COVID for the rest of our lives, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't have any reason to apologize. There's nothing to apologize for. I know, but you kept putting out music and I kept doing this thing. And that means we should have been talking constantly. So (laughs) anyway, we'll we'll just leave it at that. So I'm grateful for any conversation. No, thank you for that, and me as well. So um, I will say this about COVID, because I think it sets the tone for talking to you today. Um, I Well, I know you were already going on kind of a mental health um, journey uh, before yeah. COVID. Um, right. And then I, I think mine reached its low point there as well. Mm. Uh, and I'm, I'm following your journey through your songs, actually. Um, mm. And and I kind of feel like I'm, it's like you are, I'm eavesdropping uh, on your journal, uh, I feel like is what I'm doing. Um, and so all I'll say about, I'll just talk about here for you just as a, like a setup, um, but I feel like I'm hearing something in that one um, that I'm loving, by the way, um, because, because, you know, back to the whole idea, um, <laughs> the very first line, I don't know why it hurts this way. Um, we'll just start with that. That could be a whole conversation. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so hurt um, is, I think, what COVID did. Is it sort of brought all these, like, for me, um, past hurts um, that I maybe hadn't been acknowledging or I'd been maybe burying somewhere. Uh, and it also brought out parts of my personality uh, I'd been maybe suppressing. Like, um, I'm, you know, we've talked about that I'm kind of emo, but I've kind of, since in therapy, uh, learned some real language around that. So I'm, I'm an empath mm-hmm. uh, who is a highly emotionally intense personality. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. I'm also, I'm also an in, introvert um, who kind of pretends I'm an extrovert. Um, and I'm a bittersweet. Uh, this is a, a term Susan Cain um, came yes. up with. Uh and the idea being, it's actually the Oprah uh, Book Club book uh, this month, um, Bittersweet. And it's, am I moved by music and art, for example, um, which, of course, I am. And then, and then the most important part of my journey is old hurts um, that I had been completely suppressing. Uh, I've, I addressed them um, and spoke about them. And... And now I'm trying to reconcile them and figure out, actually, as I think this song is doing, who are the people I can actually trust and Mm. how how do I guard my heart um, from people who I can't trust. Uh, And because I'm an emo, empath, bittersweet, I'm an overly trusting person. And I've allowed people I trusted to abuse that. And Mm. the main thing I now need to do is own that uh, and have better boundaries and better um, guardrails uh, around my heart. And both my therapist and my emotional life coach <laughs> have helped me yeah. uh, uh, with with this. And it's so cool because I'm actually going through music therapy right now. And um, mm. my emotional my emotional life coach 
told me about one of her mantras was I listen to my heart. Uh, and she wants me to listen to my heart more. And I made up an entire Apple music playlist playlist around songs about listening to my heart. And, um, and it's really helped me. So, so I wanted you to know something about that because I've gone through a lot and that might be half of why we haven't talked Yeah, is I kind of, I almost kind of half feel like some of what, I wanted to talk to you about, I almost wasn't really ready to yet, if that makes sense. Sure, um, sure. And you actually seem more ready to talk about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, so here, I'm going to read you her mantra, and I think that's a good stepping off point to then hear how you're doing and about this song yeah. and other songs you've Great. been doing. So by the way, I feel there are nods to some of your other songs in this song. I've been picking up on it. Mm. Um, uh, lighter from here. I feel like letter letter from here is also in the song. They're, they're, it's almost like a two song mm. conversation. Um, so anyway, here's her mantra. I listen to my heart. Uh, I consciously take the time to listen to my heart. Living from the heart means being in balance. When I live life from the heart, I am in balance with myself and my surroundings. When I let my heart guide me, I'm in balance at every moment of my life. No matter what the external circumstances are, even when the waves are crashing in my life, I will find my way back to my natural balance. My heart always knows how to restore my balance and where to focus my attention. So mm -hmm. that's it. I'm working on where to focus my attention. Um, and hopefully yeah. that's helpful. Helpful updates about me. Uh, yes. Without all, the, without all the gory details. Uh, but it might mm -hmm. also tell you why a song like Here For You like leaps out of my AirPods into my mm -hmm. brain and then it seeps right to my heart immediately. I just wanted you to know that. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. Uh, and so the line, I don't, know, I, don't, I, I don't know how we fall in love and fall back out again. <laughs> All of yeah. that stuff, right? Yeah. Trust me. Trust yeah. me. There's so much in this song. There's so, so much in this song. <laughs> so, so anyway, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, how are you and how does this song help you? Um, I'm doing well. So just, just keep, you know, keep going on the journey following the, yeah. the the breadcrumb trail and um i think the the joy has become um less in what's happening outside and more in the feeling of expansion which began with velveteen you know back in 2017 mm. 2018 i didn't i wasn't conscious of joy at that time i wouldn't have called it that because i was dealing with such horrible circumstances but um, I do remember being very aware and then wrote the song saying it, you know, that uh, coming alive feels a lot like dying. And mm. there, there is something for a person who, as you said, has not um, lived fully from their heart or lived or known how to listen to their own inner guidance system. Mm -hmm. um, maybe who, who has given, who has, for decades, been in the habit of giving their agency, their power, their honesty, their authenticity away, or compromising it, or withholding, you know, holding it back, or something like that. Um, if you've mm. lived that way, then I think when we do hit that really rough, you know, that come to Jesus moment in life where you just can't suppress anymore, you can't repress mm -hmm. anymore. It can feel awful, but there is this new awareness of what you've got inside you because you have to become a new person. And life is growth, right? So that feels 
good, even if everything feels bad. Um, and good might not be the word you assign to it at the time, but there's something. Sure. Just, it's like lifting weights, you know, or something. You just feel like, oh, I am meant for this. Like I am made to be stronger than I have been. And um, for me, that was my experience. And so uh, that's just continued on the last few years. And, and COVID for me, um, it's hard to say out loud without sounding insensitive to the rest of the world, but it was actually, it forced a space that I desperately needed because mm -hmm. for the, the years prior to that, I had been just frantically in survival mode and just saying yes to everything, doing, you know, just very um, much trying to take care of my kids. And I was on the road yeah. a lot and, and I was just very, very tired. And I had some healing that needed to be done in solitude. I, and I just needed to have that porch time to sit with poems and sit and stare at the sky and stare at a journal page and let things continue to work through me and, and to make some new decisions, to come to some new awareness uh, of what I wanted to, to make next. By the way, I don't think that is insensitive. I just want you to know that. Um, I think I went through the same journey, right? Because I actually had mm. way more self-reflection time than I'd ever had because I was, like you said, kind of filling, filling that time with serving other people, right? But I was not serving right. me. Right. Um, and I think that's where the therapy and the coaching I've been going through has been helpful is it was like, well, what's your self-care strategy here? Like, how are you, how are you taking care of you? And, and yeah. I know, cause we're talking from the framework of followers of Jesus as a general fo foundation for this conversation. And that's not really how we're going to take this conversation today as much as we normally would. Cause this song, in my opinion, is almost like a journal entry about emotional well-being. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, the Lord wants us to be emotionally well. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes yeah. sometimes art can come out in different forms. And I feel like what this song does for me is it's an art form, like I was telling you, that's almost like I'm listening to Fix You by Coldplay. I just wanted you to know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is your this simplicity. Is your, yeah, this is your fix you by Coldplay. Did you know that? I did not know that. And have that. you ever seen Coldplay live? Like Yes. Yes. Okay. I have as well. And yes. would you not say fix you like the moment? Well, yellow oh, is a big moment for me. Yellow and fix you. Fix you. Yeah. <laughs> and fix you. Right? So when you see Coldplay yes. and they do and they do fix you, you sort of just get lost in that song. Yeah. Um so I wanted you to know, I get lost in the song, like I get lost in Fix You. I, and I'm like, okay, so that's, the kind of song that, that's the kind of song I need to talk to Krista about. <laughs> that makes me very happy. I, um, it really, I have to give a lot of credit to my co-writer, Hannah Miller, for this, mm. because um, she just has this beautiful way of keeping it simple and getting to the heart mm -hmm. of things. Um, and I, last year, just really sensed that I was being led into more more and more collaboration. And I've collaborated mm. in lots of ways through the years, but not on my writing for my personal projects. And mm -hmm. I just, at the early, early 2022, I just felt pressed on me like this. It's time for you to open up and invite your community to write with you on your stuff, as opposed to you just writing with them on their stuff. And mm. 
And uh, Hannah actually reached out to me, coincidentally or synchronistically, she reached out to me and said, hey, we've never written together. We've been friends for a long time. So she said, um, and, and part of her, you know, she just naturally writes this way, but she also does a lot of work for film and TV. And so she has a different uh, framework for her writing and, and likes to have a very clear, simple focal point that you just let people sit in. It doesn't clutter it up with a whole lot of words. Um, nice. And so, so I don't, you know, obviously I love lyrics and I tend to write, have written pretty wordy um, songs. So when we got to, you know, she asked if I had an, if I had an idea and I said, well, I was, while I was washing dishes, I was thinking this idea of, um, or this thought, I don't know what it's, how did I say it originally? It was like, I don't know what this is for, but I know I'm for you. Like just mm-hmm. playing with that for what it's for and what I'm for. And um, so we started talking about that and she said, and when we said, we landed on, I'm here for you, you know, for mm-hmm. me, that feels so simple and not like a remarkable artsy title or anything. But she was like, no, no, that's what we're saying. <laughs> That's what we're mm. saying. That's all we're saying in the chorus, let it be that. And, um, and it felt great to have that freedom to not over explain, which interestingly has been part of my personal journey too, to learn. And it's part of boundaries, sure. you know, and, and um, self-worth is letting things rest. Just say what you mean and then stop talking. Uh, <laughs> and, but, you know, but, but, but say yes can I say, say right no. now? Yeah, Chris, yeah. I can say right now, that's exactly what I need. I literally need that. Yes. Um, yes. I, so I have a mantra for this year. Um, I have a couple. So one is be well and choose joy. And my other one mm. is speak life and watch your words. Mm. Speak so, life and watch your words. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I want my, you know, and I'll let my conversation be gracious. Like that's kind of a, a biblical way of saying it. Um, mm. I want my, I want kind words like honey, <laughs> which is another yeah. biblical way of saying it. Um, so, you know, me, I found a way to do a little, uh, Bible study. There it is. We just did a little <laughs> Bible study. Um, so, so I see she wrote for like, this is us. I, I literally hadn't looked her up. So I was intrigued. Um, that's cool. And, uh, she seems awesome. And that seems like yeah. a cool collaboration. So, yeah, so tell me more then. So it was your journey, it was your journaling, and then she sort of helped you with the sort of simplicity of it. But there's, there's, yeah. there's depth here, too. There's really depth here. And th- by the way, your brand is Crystal Wells is always deep. So this is still deep, I promise <laughs> you. Uh, but, but talk yeah. about the load feeling lighter, for example, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm here for whatever you were going through. Um, I don't know what it's all for. <laughs> I don't know what it's all for, because I don't know. Yes. Uh, um, and I don't know when it's getting brighter, but I hope it's soon. And I know the load feels lighter. Um, anyway, there's a lot there. And then yeah. one of my favorite lines of the song is, yeah, we're in this together. Um, yes. And I know, I know that much is true. I don't know what it is all for, but I know I'm here for you. So there's a lot there. Um, yes. I mean, yes. you know me. I'm a lyric guy myself. Um, but yeah, tell me about how some of those lyrics yeah, it's, speak to you personally. You know, right. It, well, the main idea, um, you know, all of the 
detail, all of the lines of the verses and bridge, it was highly collaborative. So it wasn't like I brought, um, you know, my, I, we didn't even talk about my story. It wasn't one of those situations where I was like, well, you know what I've been through. I want to write about that. It was really, right. we've all been through so much. And of course this was at the, towards the end of the crisis moments of the pandemic. Sure. So sure. we were aware that the whole world is feeling this thing and um, this, and people struggling with isolation and um the, the main thing that I think hits me the most, that means the most to me, is the core idea that I brought, which is, I don't know what it's for, because, mm. um, but I'm here for you. Because yes. when I started my, or when I entered the, my crisis, all certainty, all answers, everything definitive, and even hopeful, like hope that's based on outcomes, all of that didn't work. It all fell away. It stopped yeah. reaching me. And I could only read Mary Oliver poems. <laughs> um, I discovered some poetry in the, that, those coming years that really saved me because, um, I don't know, I think I had lived in a world, uh, a rather sheltered world of um, not that I had never experienced any hardship or struggle, but not to this extent where I was dealing with like literal, how do I get food for my kids? How do I pay rent? How do I um, get myself out of bed? It was much more like immediate and physical, yeah. the, the crisis. Um, and suddenly all my, you know, high lofty certain ideas just didn't make sense. They were irrelevant to a good extent. So um, I really relied on people and teachers who would just admit they don't know. I don't know what it's yeah. happening for. I'm not going to tell you this is doing this and this is, and, and even over, you know, there's this desire when people see you in crisis, they want to figure it out. They want to figure out how you got here and what went wrong. Right. And focusing on the trail that led us here and putting, finding somebody to blame, all of that was unhelpful. I didn't need any, you know, more blame in my life. I didn't need any more finding fault with someone or being angry. You know, I didn't want to figure out what went wrong. I just needed to be in this present moment and figure out how I can be okay right now so that I can create the next thing. And so there were thankfully people who didn't try to dissect the past or figure it out or focus on the other party involved, but just said, how can I be with you today? Hmm, We're in this together. That. How can I be with you today? We don't need to figure it out. Let's just like decide what we're going to eat now today. Let's decide how I can support you in this moment. And my parents were a huge part of that. Um, they they kind of did some of both of those things, but um, they definitely, my mom's mantra was, we're a team. We're a team. And I think that's what we need from each other is presence. We mm -hmm. don't need solutions all the time. Um, Love that. I got that advice um, from my therapist. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, uh, hold on. 
think I read, he wrote, he sent me three P's. Uh, um, I asked him to email it to me because I wanted to see. Oh, decide about what to focus on. Sounds like what your mom told you. Am I going to focus on myself or others and contribute? Is it something that's compelling, specific, and within my control? Or do I focus on unreliable things that are outside my control? Am I crystal clear about what I want to experience every day? Or am I fixated on fears and uncertainties? Ask myself, what do I focus on most? What could I start to focus mm. on consistently to feel better or totally transform? Mm. So that's anyway, great. I feel like that goes on, goes pretty well with what what you just said, your mom told you. And I feel like the song yeah. does that, right? Because you said it, it's not, well, here's, here's what I like about it. I, I, I think there's obviously there's many things I like about it. Um, is it doesn't, as you said, go back and it's not a poor me song. Um, and it's not a, why did this happen to me? Well, it is a little bit it is. I don't know why it hurts this way, right? But it's more general, mm-hmm. not specific. It's more, it's more and, admitting I don't know why. It's not saying let's right, figure right. out why. I don't know why. Yeah, and it's and it's universal. Like all of us can hear that and and process what that means to us personally, uh, which right. is the beauty of art. Like send out that art into the world, and then let the world uh, connect with that. Um, but then what I just told you is for me, it's that I have spent too much time dwelling on uh, things I can't control or change, and it mm-hmm. sounds like you maybe dealt with that a little bit too. And yeah. what the song is kind of telling us is. How about you find that companion or trusted person who will be for you no matter what versus allowing these circumstances that you've allowed to define your identity, um, stop letting that define your identity uh, and instead find your identity in something real and true. Um, Mm. So I feel like that's, by the way, I know that much is true, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so a book that wrecked me uh, to start this year. Uh, I'm reading 50 books this year, by the way, and I've read I'm on wow. number 19 already. Oh um, but the first book I read about the year is um, "Get Out of Your Head" by Jenny Allen, and mm. it was about removing removing toxic thoughts and replacing them with truth. And I think it goes with your song well. Uh, in fact, I've been wanting to incorporate more of this into my writing. So I'm going to let you know the three things. She tells us lies fall into three categories. They either tell you you're not worthy, you're, um, so you're unworthy, you're unlovable, or you're helpless. Mm-hmm. And those are all yeah. lies. You're worthy. Yeah. You're lovable. You can do it basically. Um, yes. You're not, you're not, you're not helpless. And you're not alone, right? That kind of goes with helpless Yeah. Uh, and, unlo- and unlovable, honestly. Um, so once I read that, I started thinking of all like my favorite emo identity songs. Uh, and of course I made a music yes. therapy playlist and I'm listening <laughs> to this music, music therapy playlist and I'm hearing words that I don't know why I had not allowed to really speak to me before. Mm. But they, I let them. I actually let them speak to me. Yeah. And I had a little bit of a cold. So you know how like when you cry when you have a cold, it's even worse. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I'm like I'm like a I'm like a blubbering idiot and like snot's flying out of my nose and I'm just like, what is wrong with me? Um, and my one daughter thought something was actually wrong with me. And I said, no, no, this is a mm. good cry. I'm like I'm literally just getting something out of me um, right. that I needed to. So I'll tell you what it was specifically. 
because um, it is a song I interviewed the artist about and had not watched the music video for actually, uh, which again, it kind of talks about that power of art where you can kind of bring all the, all the art form together. Um, so between the, the lyrics, the emotional content of the song, but then the music video specifically freed me of something. So I don't know if you mm. need this, but I'll just, I'll just tell you what it freed me of. Yeah. So I have OCD. Um, mm-hmm. And I, that third word, third letter of OCD is disorder. And mm. is it a disorder? Really? Or is it maybe a gift? <laughs> mm. And, All in how you and it. yeah, it depends on how you look at it. Right. Um, and so the song you are more by um, 10th Avenue North. Um, you know, he basically says in the lyrics, uh, you are more than the sum of your past mistakes. You know, you're, you're more than, um, a lot of, it actually kind of goes pretty well with your song in the sense of it, like, let's not spend so much time dwelling on the past. Let's sort of live in the present a little bit more, um, mm-hmm. relative to our shame or our, our sadness, or have I fallen too far to love is one of the lyrics in the song. Um, mm. you're more than the choices you've made. You're more than the sum of your past mistakes. You're more than the problems you create. You've been remade is kind of the whole yes. hook of the song. And don't you know who you are, right? Don't you know that you are this person? Um, cause it's not about what you've done, but what's been done for you. It's not about where you've been, but where you're broken. It brings you to, right? Mm. So that's kind of, that was yes. the lines of the song that were like, like hitting me way deeper than ever before in my whole life, right? Yes. So anyhow, in the music yes. video, in the music video, because I don't know why I hadn't really watched the music video, um, but I, I do. I just happen to watch it. And they're in a classroom uh, with a chalkboard behind them. And on the chalkboard, they write out all these things they've been saying about themselves. And in the middle of the chalkboard, it says um, something about, I am more than my OCD. And, mm. and I guess it's like circled on the chalkboard. And um, then in the song, rain or water starts to like wet the chalkboard and it, it washes all of that stuff away. Mm. And as yeah. I'm watching that happen, I'm, I literally lose it. And I don't know. So that's how I'm listening to music right now. Um, and I wanted you to know, I reached yeah. out to you while I was listening to all of your new songs. So I have my own little Krista Wells playlist, um, <laughs> like my 30 favorites or so, something like that. Yeah. And you know, many of them you and I have talked talk about over the years, many of them. Um, but then somehow I got to this one. And, I, and it hit me in a similar way. I just wanted you to know that. Um, that I need to know who are real in my life. I need to know there are people who are here for me, whatever I'm going yeah. through. And I, and I want you to know, and I hope you feel, I hope you're okay with this, me saying it this way. And that I want to be one of those people for you. I actually, as you know, it actually made me feel almost mm. bad. Have I not been here for Krista? Oh, <laughs> uh, and, and, I, I, I don't, and I don't think it's a guilt trip. Yeah. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. Um, but I wanted you to know, one, I am. I want to be one of those people, first off. Um, mm, thank you. But, but secondly, you've been one of those people for me. So that's, that was really where Thank I was you, going. Thank you, Kevin. Is that's I'm hearing so it, beautiful. I'm like, it, it just moved me to say, I need to reach out to her. So I there you go. I appreciate that so much. 
You know, I want to add to, um, based on what some of the things that you've said, I want to clarify that I do understand and experience there is a lot of healing. Uh, there is a part of the healing journey that, for me, needed to be accomplished by going back into the past. So there was, it, I didn't bypass, and I think most of us yeah. need to revisit the source of things. Um, yeah. I'm... I was more speaking to, you know, two things. One is there is a time to do that and a time to be present and say, what can I do today? Also, um, the part of the revisiting the past that was healing for me was really going way further back to my childhood and same, doing some reparenting. What? Mm -hmm. Same for me. I did do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Reparenting and going, oh, why did I even have this belief about myself in the first place? Where did that come from? So the deep past it was more reflecting on my journey rather than um, figuring another person out. Let's say that like mm -hmm. figuring out why did he do the things he did? That's, that was less important for me than to know why I had done the things I had done, why I had felt, you know, the way I felt about myself and about the world. Um, the other thing uh, that I thought. Uh, can of, I just add oh, real quick? I, I, sure. I didn't have a, I haven't had a marriage end, but I did have, uh, a really terrible work situation. Um, mm. Not unlike that. It was definitely betrayal. I had betrayal. Yes. Um, yes. And so when I'm telling you, I'm um, hearing songs like You Were More and your song and, and like really wanting to almost like, like process, like, okay, how about this? Have you, have you, you've probably said this about yourself. Like, like, like what is wrong with me almost kind of a thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Right. Um, right. And then, and then what has helped in the healing process is saying, okay, I've done some wrong things, maybe made some wrong decisions, but there's actually not something wrong with me per se. This is just right. who I am. Right. Right. So I feel like that's what I'm telling you connects me to some of your other tracks. So I'll, I'll just, I'll make the bridge to lighter from here. Right. Like I feel like what I'm kind of catching in that arc uh, and the other songs a little bit get there too, but I felt like lighter from here in this one specifically, I maybe said that in my text to you. So mm -hmm. One of your songs that has the word here in the title, I think I said, right. So lighter yes. from here or yes. here for you. Um, so what I was catching there is, they're both really about the present and then the future. Mm, uh, it yeah. is I, I, this stuff I'm carrying into this moment, but it, we can get lighter from here or this stuff I'm carrying into this moment, but am I being present and here for somebody? Right. You follow where I'm going with right. that? So I'm yeah. hearing two, two different songs coming at it from different perspectives and, and angles and ways of expressing a similar mentality, which is, mm -hmm. is living more for the moment um, yeah. and, and not dwelling so much on the past. So I'm tracking, I was, I was before you said it, I wanted you to know I'm tracking with the past matters, but yes. don't be a slave to it. Um, yes. And by the way, that's extremely biblical. I just want you to know that. Um, literally, yeah. all, all throughout scripture, it tells us, uh, we're new creations, et cetera, right? Like, yeah. and I think half of, our, half of our problem is we don't believe it. Um, right. So, so part of identity is believing something about yourself that you're not letting yourself believe. 
Uh, that's really where right. I'm going with all of that. Right. And I think when you mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, learning to listen to your heart, yes. I, I heard where, ha- what have we been listening to then? If not our hearts, yeah. we've been listening to the chatter in our minds, right? There. Yeah. Um, and that, I love how Eckhart Tolle says, um, we don't, we think we're using our minds, but our minds are using us. You know, we're mm, not, so true. we're not. So a lot of times we hear things on an intellectual level. Like you said, you had heard the lyrics to these songs, but they hadn't reached your heart. And of course, that's something lots of people have written or talked about too. this, like the, this six inch or whatever, 12 inches from your head to your heart, but it feels like it's such a long distance. It's so hard to get things mm-hmm. to go from your brain down into your soul. Um, yeah. One, one of the things, too, that's interesting about Here For You um, is if you ha- have been in a season or on a journey like yours where you're having to really interact with your relationship with others in terms of trust and boundaries, who, how can I choose in a more in a way that's more loving to myself and caring mm. for myself who, who where to place my trust um mm. and to allow there to be those trustworthy people who can say i'm here for you kevin and for me i'm here for you krista and that that was yeah. very real for me um to to lean to learn to lean on people and let them be here for me um mm. and the other side of this song that's really moving to me personally is a big part of my personal journey was learning to be here for myself. Um, mm. That when you said you're uh, in Jenny Allen's book, I'm not helpless. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not helpless. I'm not lovable. I'm mm-hmm. not worthy. So yeah. helpless is part of my, you know, part of my past feeling like I have no power within myself. So I needed powerful people. I needed a rescuer. I needed, you know, a strong man or, you know, somebody with resources, other people to, to help me and to stay with me. And if a person that I've attached to leaves the room, I would feel they took all my power and worth with them. Hmm. So I was then afraid. And, and so I was in a habit of self-abandoning. And trying to be be what I thought everyone else needed me to be. So um, all that to say, I started hearing songs uh, early in COVID, I think it was, maybe 2019 even. I started to have this very moving experience with songs where I would hear it as either God's voice to me, even Mm -hmm. like I would listen to love songs. Mm -hmm. Sure, same. uh, Yeah, like... um, to make you feel my love, you know, Bob Dylan singing to make you feel my love. And I would hear that as God singing to me. And I also, and I've heard from other people who have experienced here for you in this way, um, learning to sing it to ourselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. I don't know, honey. I don't, I speak to my inner child all the time. (laughs) Now, I don't know. I don't know, sweetie. I don't know why it's hurting so much, but I want you to know I'm not leaving you all day long. I'm going to be here with you. Other people can walk away. I'm not walking away. And I think you're amazing. I think you're worth loving. I think you're worth listening to. And for me to start doing that for myself was a game changer. 
So I, I just think it, that's been a powerful thing with this song is to hear from other people who, well, from he- to hear from people who have experienced it in either of those two ways as like, uh, I'm mm-hmm. experiencing this presence from other people or I am giving this to other people. I'm choosing, I'm going to start showing up in this way. It also reminds me of Come Close Now back from 2013. Uh, because- yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really saying it in a less, in a more direct way. Where "come close now" was metaphorical. Uh, we're using the burning house image, mm-hmm. um, but it was basically saying, "Don't you don't need to come in and rest." I don't need to. I'm learning that I don't need to come in and rescue you. I'm learning that I need to come pull up a chair and be with you, and that's what this song is also saying. I'm glad you made that connection. I heard. I was hearing that too. Um, thank you for that. Um... Yeah, for sure. And thank you. Um, it, yes, it's done both of those things for me. So I listen to love songs all the time. Um, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like a hopeful romantic or something. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, not hopeless, because, you know, I think. I think yeah, the idea, totally. The idea is you believe this experience, or we'll call it the spiritual gift of of love isn't, just um, marital, right? There's more to it than that. It, it's it's much more. Um, it's actually spiritual. How about that? How about we go there? So, mm. so the idea. Okay, so here's one of those songs for me. Uh, so I have one. It's called "Make Up My Heart." Is my playlist based on um, um, that mantra I told you about? And um, mm-hmm. I, there's actually no Christian songs on it at all. <laughs> it's literally mm-hmm. all yeah. secular. It's all secular songs. Um, but the mm-hmm. first one is actually from the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical called Starlight Express. And most people don't know that one. Uh, but it was uh, set with like a kid in a, in a um, bedroom playing with their train set and imagining these two sets of trains racing each other so what they did to make the the actual show, which is really cool because I've seen it uh, in, on Broadway. Um, actually, I saw it in London, actually, even better. They they did it on roller skates. So they had all of the people, mm. and it was like almost like a roller derby kind of a setup throughout the arena. And these two sets of trains would would just skate the whole show around you in the audience and then sing these really cool <laughs> rubber songs. And this, awesome. this song make, the song Make Up My Heart is about a woman trying to decide between two different men and mm. can someone help me make up my heart is literally the, the oh whole that's great and and so from there it flows into Les Mis which is my favorite musical of all time um yeah. so on my own which is of course you know uh-huh. the whole pine, pining eponine song about Marius loving Cosette instead of her uh okay. <laughs> but, but right. I love it but why doesn't he love me? Um, never enough from the greatest showman. Uh, all I ask mm, is yes, I love it. Phantom so of the much. Opera. Um, oh, these are the so good. Of, the name of the game from Mamma Mia. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow! I, we could Maybe. we could talk about Mamma Mia some other time. Um, and then another. <laughs> and, and then another. Uh, by the way, I have a lot about Mamma Mia that speaks to me. Um, and then there's um, from Jesus Christ Superstar. This might be one of those exact moments. Um, I don't know how to love him. And so that's the Mary mm. Magdalene song. And it's this idea, like, I love him like he's my husband. 
and I don't know how to love him with him as, as my Lord, basically. Right. Mm, Um, but he's loving me so unconditionally. It moves me to love. Yeah. And I just want you to know that particular song wrecks me every single time I hear it. Um, uh, especially in this like Easter season, this idea Uh of, can I ever be worthy of his love is kind of what she's saying. Right. And if you just think of the biblical character, Mary Magdalene, right. She's the perfect person to sing that song um, because she doesn't feel worthy. And that's the point. We're, we're never going to be worthy. Um, And yet, and yet somehow in an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, they capture that, they capture that idea. Um, so anyway, then it goes on from there. I got uh, some songs from some Disney movies. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then I've got, like, of course, Listen to Your Heart by Roxette uh, and so on, right? Um, oh, so good. So, so I've been listening to that playlist quite a bit, actually. Um, and what I'm learning about myself as I listen to it is I'm allowing my heart to speak to me more. And I do hmm. think your song, your song goes there somehow. Where does it, it go? There? Yeah. Where does it go there? Um, I'll get the lyrics up. Give me a second. I don't know. Anyhow, I guess the idea. Oh, yeah. Here's, I think this is where it goes there for me. I think when this idea of I don't know how we fall in love and fall back out again. And, yeah. then, and then this idea of the load field lighter. With mm. a helping hand or two, we're all in this together. I know this much is true. Yeah. Right. So this idea is is you're not alone, right? So that's one of the two parts of that. Um, and then the second part is I'm going to allow my heart to guide me into mm-hmm. what's true and not allow my head to lie to me anymore. I feel like that's right. what the song does for me. So I hope I'm yes. – and again, I, when, I, when all my years of doing this, I just want you to know, a lot of times artists will say to me, hey, you can interpret it however you want. <laughs> like, well, that's, <laughs> well, I, that's, I think that's it's nice, fascinating. That's nice of you. Yeah, that's nice I of you. But I, I want to make sure it's your intent. Right. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, honestly, I think when we're in the writing room, we're, every line has multiple interpretations even for us. You know, like we have, yeah, we have our own stories and then we're also thinking about the world beyond ourselves and what is the world experiencing. And, um, but I think what, you know, where I can hear it resonate, like you said, resonating with the idea of listening to your heart is all the, the repetition of, I don't know, you know, because you're basic, we're basically saying the mind is not the thing here, uh, you know, the, the mind is not uh, dominating this conversation. The mind is acknowledging, I don't, I'm not the one that with the answers here. I'm here for you is heart, right? Right. I don't know, or knowing something is mind. Got it. So. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. It's, it's, the, there it's it is. kind of resigning. <laughs> and, um, right, right. Yeah. Like, let me, let me Stop trying to logically process this and let me instead trust my heart, right? So going kind of back to what 
I read you earlier about that mantra. Yeah. Um, yes. I'm I'm trying to trust my heart more. And then this is so interesting. Like literally, while I've been talking to you, a buddy of mine. So he's the one who kind of got me through this journey. Um, I now work with him. So I left the other place, and now I work okay. with him at his place. And <laughs> this is so interesting. This is this is providential. I just want you to know this because this literally pops up <laughs> in my thing while I'm talking while I'm talking to you. So it's it's a it's a meme from Mindset Therapy. <laughs> okay. And it says, "I no longer need hardcore proof to validate what my intuition tells me. If something oh. feels off of, off about a person, place, or thing, it's because something is off. I'm not right. sticking around to discover what it is. My time and energy <laughs> are way too valuable." <laughs> Boom. That's, I love that's that. Literally, that's literally the meme that popped up on my screen while I'm talking to you. Uh-huh. Um, and my buddy couldn't read it because I gave him credit. Here's what I said. I said, you are my wise friend. I'll listen to you from now on. Um, but he couldn't read that because he's not a member of this group where I saw that. So I'm now sending him my comment. And I, and I yeah. wrote to that meme, excellent advice. My wise friend shared this with me. I'm listening to him from now on. <laughs> um, and it was him. It was him I was saying this about. Um, oh, wow. Said about you. So what it is, is this person who ended up betraying me. Um, I don't need to get into all the gory details, but I would say this. He left the company I worked for for eight years. Um, we worked together for five years, just so you know. Um, uh-huh. And he, le- he left almost 11 months ago. And then I was there the rest of the year. But when he left, he told me about a particular person. Be careful of that person. They're sneaky. Mm. And they're up to no good. Mm. Mm. And and I didn't listen to him. I didn't listen to my heart either. I somehow decided I'm going to go ahead and invest in this person. And it completely proved him right that I Mm. should have literally should have just stopped. I should have stopped associating with that person that same day. Um, And now I'm telling him you were right. And I'm going to listen to you from now on. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. And it's so, by the way, he's my friend in here for you. He's the one who, who, who is, who is telling me what's true. And he's been here for me, whatever I've been going through. And I, I promised uh-huh. him, because I've been talking about the situation so much, I promised him I'd stop thinking of him as my therapist and I'll start talking to my actual <laughs> therapist. Um, because I said, I don't want you to feel like you have to keep giving me all this free therapy. And he says, here's what he told me. He goes, I'll give you 30 seconds to talk about this topic. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, so he's like, he, I'm here for uh-huh. you and I have boundaries. Right. <laughs> right, right. He goes, he goes, you've got 30 seconds to vent on this, and then I want to see your mindset shift, right? Um, yeah. And then, so that's where I've been. So my post today uh, was about mindset. So, so LinkedIn is my only um, social media. So I used to interact with you on Instagram, I think. Um, I canceled mm-hmm. that. I canceled that. I canceled Twitter. Or canceled Good Facebook. For you. I don't do. I don't do anything but LinkedIn for my mental mm-hmm. health. Um, I also no longer pay attention to politics or the news. Or political yep. commentary. I don't do. I don't do. I don't do any of that. You got to um, protect yourself from. Yeah, that's. People do not understand 
that they are, we have nothing more precious than our attention. You know, where we pay attention, where we give our energy, it changes yeah. our everything about how we are able to show up for ourselves, for our loved ones, oh. for work. I just realized I'm connected to you on LinkedIn. I just looked you up. You have like <laughs> a, blue, a blue background. All right, yeah, that's from, um, from here. I only recently, like, I've had LinkedIn forever, but I never use it. I recently kind of updated it a little, but not much. Okay. I don't know how so to use LinkedIn. I don't know much. Well, it's, I don't know that it applies to you quite as much as it does for me for, like, my day job. But the first thing I'm going to send you, because I think you might find this interesting, um, is how I'm applying some of the words of this, I guess, and what we've been talking about is in my mindset Um mantras so the post i posted today says you can come back from anything no matter how bad you think the situation is it's all about your mindset mm. um and then in the yeah. bottom uh i i embed three music videos um because you know me it's always about music uh and also three other inspirational quotes that go with that but the three songs uh are are uh two bands who i go see every time they're in town um so one is the band called Shinedown, um, okay. and they have a band called they have a song called Get Up, and it's basically you know here's some of the lyrics. It's if you were ever in doubt, don't sell yourself short. You might be bulletproof. Hard to move mountains when you're paralyzed, but you gotta try. And I'm calling out, mm. get up, get up, get a move on, get up, get up. What's taking so long? So when they sing that. that live, it's very very empowering. And if you just sort of watch that video, you'll see why. Then the other mm. band, who I just I can't get enough of these guys. Um, they're called Blue October, and they're coming to town in two weeks, not far from where I saw you, um, in that sort of near Philly area, uh, in a club kind of a place, and um, it's called the Fillmore. Oh, that, it's like our local Fillmore, I guess. And uh, their song is called Fear. And in the song, there's a lot of lyrics I love, but there's a part I can't get enough of. He says, I used to fall, now I get back up. And mm. again, again, if you watch the video, if you like look at how he portrays that, he basically had hit rock bottom, lost his marriage, just so you know. Um, and now he's finding who he is um, and no mm. longer thinking about the path to finding him and understanding it's about getting back up. And when they sing that in concert, I can't tell you how powerful it is. I, I get goosebumps every single time because he like mm. yells, he like yells it out and he tells us all get back up, get back up, yeah. you know, and, and we all need to hear that. Right. And then yeah. today I got moved, I got moved to add a third song that is on this mindfulness playlist I listened to called get up by the way. Um, mm. And it was unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Um, oh, such a good one. Classic. I know. I know. And I watched the, she has two videos. She has the original one she did for the UK, which I think is very clever and artistic. Uh, and then she made more of like a sexy video for the US, which so, so, uh-huh. I, so it sort of describes US in a nutshell, in my opinion. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I embedded the UK version, just so you know. So, um, so, so in the UK version, well, the, the lyrics, you know, you know, release your inhibitions, feel the rain in your skin. Uh-huh. No one else can feel it for you. Only you can let it in. No one else, no one else can speak the words on your lips. And here's the best part. Drench yourself in words unspoken. Live your life with arms wide open. Today is where your book begins. The rest is still unwritten. Mm. By the way, I think all of this goes with what we just talked about. 
So anyhow, in this video, the UK version, she's like her her face is on a book in a library. And mm. then the book is like climbing its way out of the library and like climbs a mountain. It's like very cool. I love it. Wow. Uh, and and also she like, of course, is in the rain and, you know, feels the rain on her skin. But for whatever reason, they do a U.S. version. There's only one cool part about the U.S. version. The U.S. version makes it all about relationships and her wearing less clothing and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the cool part about the U.S. version, which I have to admit I do like, is she's in an elevator and she has all these encounters with different people while she's singing in the elevator. But at the very end, there's like that gospel choir who joins her in that chorus. Well, mm-hmm. they literally have the gospel choir come walking down the hall and get in the elevator with her. So that part is actually very cool in the U.S. version. Um, and I think yeah. I'm telling you, I'm finding something about this combining of the the audio and the visual. There's something going on with me right now where, and I think this is the, the Susan Cain bittersweet thing. I'm realizing yeah. there's something about art I'm meant to behold all of the beauty of. And yeah. and I'm 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 taking that in now. I'm allowing myself, like I did with that 10th Avenue North video, these other two videos I just embedded. There's there's the power in both the lyric and message, and how they're trying to portray it in a video. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's my Mamma Mia story. So I may need to tell you that really quick. Um, yeah. So there's a song from the original Mamma Mia, the first one uh, with Meryl Streep and. Amanda Seyfried, have you seen that? Oh, yes. I love it. Okay. Okay. So so I walked my oldest daughter down the aisle, uh, 2020. We had to move up her uh, wedding date because of the um, pandemic. It was going to be 315 guests, but then it ended up only being 24. Uh, and we streamed it online because of COVID and whatever. And you know, as a dad and walking my daughter down the aisle, right, you can only imagine how I'm handling all this. Um, and then I watch Mamma Mia not long after it. And I'm going through some emotional and mental stuff. Uh, my daughter's moved out of the house, et cetera. And uh, I watch that movie and I start bawling during the song Super Trooper. <laughs> mm. And I do my own little behind the song research on what was Abba writing about there exactly? Because it actually talks about feeling blue and finding who that special someone is. Who is here for you, by the way? Your song, yeah. super <laughs> just so you know. Um, so anyway, the takeaway is she's, she's feeling lonely. She's not feeling up for performing. She's feels blue, you know, feels down, melancholy, et cetera. And so they're they're really brilliant in that song because they're capturing two parts. The super trooper itself is actually a spotlight. So if you look up what a super trooper is, it's actually like a spotlight that follows you on stage, right? So it's actually a specific kind of light. But but they're personifying that light as a person in the song, and and mm. actually kind of having you think about who is your super trooper, who is that person for you. Um, so in the movie version, they do a brilliant job capturing that because when Meryl Streep comes out with her friends to perform the song, Amanda Seyfried, her face alone tells you that that's who her super trooper is, her daughter. Mm. And wow. Meryl Streep, yeah. Meryl Streep is Amanda Seyfried's super trooper. 
So you watch them make eye contact a couple different times while she sings that song. And you realize it's that bond of that mother and that daughter. That That's who they are for each other. Mm. And wow. I watched that and I lost it. Uncontrollably lost it, just so you know. And so I've been asked to share some of my mental health journey and some speaking I've been doing about mental wellness. I literally yeah. tell that I tell that story, and we watch that clip as part of what I do. Um, and I don't know, I don't know how to explain it exactly, but God wired me this way for a reason. Um, yeah. And I sat with um, the two guys from Run Collective uh, last. Saturday. It's I think our fifteenth one of these interviews. And by the way, I think you and I have talked about ten songs over the years at this point, right? Okay. And and we changed up the song last minute. So imagine like I came in here today to talk about here for you, and you said, no, you know what? I got this other song. Let's talk about that one. And uh huh. And we and so that's what happened, right? I came in thinking we we're talking about one song. On the fly, they switch up the song, and I'd heard of the other song, but I wasn't as familiar with it. So I opened up my phone. Apple Music, I open up the lyrics. I quickly, like, literally memorize the lyrics and think in my head, where does that song come from? Like, I have five minutes, basically, to prep for this. And then I look at the two guys and I hit record on my phone to start doing the interview. And it was almost as though that was the song I was going to talk about the whole time because I have a <laughs> photographic memory also. So I had already memorized oh, okay. their lyrics and I'd already in my head connected where that song came from. I connected it to some of the songs in their catalog. Again, this is our 15th interview. So we stop recording. I hit stop and they look at each other and they go, how do you do that? And I said, what? I said, you seem to know, they're like, you seem to know our songs better than we do. And, and you didn't even, you didn't even prepare for the, that song. And yet you rolled with it as though that was the song you planned to talk about the whole time. You knew where it came from in scripture more than we did, even though that wasn't the song we were going to talk about. And you connected it back to a song we talked about 12 years ago. They're like, how in the world did you do all of that? And I said, I told them about my OCD, my photographic memory, my emo, empath personality, all this stuff. And they both go, oh, they were like, this explains so much about you. They were like, we never understood how you always were so aware of what we were doing and almost like more aware than we are. And they said they said they, said they appreciated it immensely because they said it made it more valuable and meaningful to them. But they said now that they understood something about me that I'd never shared before, it all was clicking for them. So I just wanted mm -hmm. to share that with you too. Because it's why I'm so passionate about this. It's my own story. It's how I got led to um, my identity in Christ versus my identity in self, just so you know. Um, and I credit Jars of Clay, actually, um, for that. And I got to tell them that. I've gotten to tell Dan Hasseltine that like three times in person. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also still a journey I'm on, that I'm still sure. trying to learn things about myself and let the voices in my head that tell me I'm not worthy. <laughs> I'm not, I am helpless. I am unlovable. I'm, I'm working on finding truth. And actually just like those original Jordan the Clay songs, I love how this song, just like those songs 
is artistic and, and poetic, and by the way, is biblical, it is, without it having to be uh, a direct connection to a, a Bible passage. Um, I feel like the Lord's sort of almost taking me back to that point and saying, find beauty and me in everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just um, CCM, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like and, that's been a battle cry of mine for <clears throat> my whole career is, guys, we can write about anything and everything. <laughs> like The whole world is is available to us. If it's all made, created by the creator, and, uh, then why are we being so small in our vocabulary and our storytelling and our, yeah. So. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, so my favorite current active band, cause George Clay isn't really active, unfortunately at the moment, um, is uh need to breathe. Um, so I've seen them 15 mm-hmm. times now. Uh-huh. And we've gotten to hang out a lot and talk a lot about a few of their songs. And um, they're doing that same exact thing, right? And one of my favorite shows this past year um, is I got to see them open for One Republic, actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm 10th row center, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of 20-something girls. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea who I had no idea who one Republic fan base was, uh, but I'm like, oh, okay. I was I was in the minority as far as who was in that audience, because um, apparently they all are absolutely in love with Ryan Tedder. I, I now know. Um, <laughs> but but um, but on the other hand, um, I was there for Need to Breathe, right? So that's actually the funny part. And uh, as Need to Breathe set continued, I I could see they were winning these people over who didn't know who they really were. Um, but specifically they have a mental health song on their new record called sunshine. And, uh, that's been one of my anthems this past year also, because again, it's not an overt Christian song at all, but it's about living in sunshine and getting out of the darkness in our head and basically kind of stepping into the light basically. Um, and, and I feel we need, uh, artists, or okay, let's say it this way, a, a person who knows what light and darkness is almost has a responsibility, in my opinion, to create art that speaks to more than just an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I agree. the echo chamber might know some of that language, but there's a whole group of people in our world who don't understand that yet and desperately need that. Um, so, again, a little bit of context, again, why I reached out to you. Because I'm like, Krista's making the kind of art I want to feature. I just want you to know mm. that. Thank you. I really appreciate so. that so much. You know, you're, I I was thinking of a, a couple other bands came to mind that you might like or you may already know of. Um, one is Bird Talker and mm. one is The Collection. But they mm. some of their lyrics in the last, I mean, I'm not like deep into either of them, but I have listened to a few of their songs and um, both of them have at least some songs that touch on some really uh, relevant themes, I think, about healing healing and um, mental health and perspective and the way we see. Oh, goodness. I have all these playlists, as you can imagine, right? So this whole music therapy thing is real. It's definitely real. Um, yes. And I, I almost sort of needed somebody to sort of meet me there, I guess. Um, yeah. 
And hopefully that quote I read you earlier about the validation too, right? Um, I, I want you to know that too. Um, you need to know that. Um, Thank you. you. You aren't your choices. Um, and you're definitely not other people's choice. Um, and I think that's the journey we're all on is, is I hope, and by the way, I think you are close with your oldest daughter, I'm pretty sure. Um, from when I, and what? I think you're, you're, you have a close relationship with your oldest daughter. Um, yeah, really with all my kids. I, I, you right. know, I'm sure you do, this... but I remember, I remember you posted post with you and her a couple of times on, on yeah. Um, anyway, in a way, I imagine she's like your super trooper. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. She, she, that's a good way to describe her. That's so special. So as I was even telling you that story, I know you're a mom. Um, and in this case, a single mom, like in that movie. Um, so I just wanted you to know I'm thinking of that and praying for you uh, in that way. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Kevin. I, it's so, been so fun to hear about your journey. I know it's not felt fun <laughs> a lot of the time, but um, but you are expanding and you're getting freer, and that's so beautiful. Yeah, that's what you know. So the site owner, um, his name's Kevin McNeese, who owns uh, New Release today. He said he heard some language from me this past couple of months that he said in 15 years of talking to me, he'd never heard on my mouth. Hmm. And he was like, he was clearly there's something God's stirring in you um, that you needed stirred. Um, hmm. And actually that does go to a Bible study I did. I want you to know that. Um, but I, I don't know why 15 years ago I didn't figure this out. So there's an uh, author named John Eldridge and he and his wife, Stacy Eldridge wrote books about the heart actually. Uh, yeah. Wild at, Wild at Heart is his book and her book yeah, is Captivated Heart. Okay, so I did the Wild at Heart study with a group of men twice. And I guess I never fully allowed that to transform me. But that's pretty much what the point was, is we're wired to be that way. Um, but we allow circumstances, I think, to let us suppress that, I guess, uh, or not, yeah. or not trust it. Right. Basically not trusted is probably even more the case. Um, And now I'm getting back to that. Um, And it does, in many cases, require art to bridge you. And that's that's kind of the point in in John Eldridge's book is what art moves you. Right. So I actually am always able to reel off really quickly my top five scenes in movies that make me cry. Um, Things like that. Or... Mm -hmm. um, various things along those lines and uh and things that make me laugh right like because we need all of those emotions we need to like find joy we need to find um what what bring moves us to tears and why what inspires us you know um and so on so so anyhow you inspire me um uh and i hope in some small way i can affirm you uh from afar um and i'll look forward to digging in on this uh, and, and writing, as you can probably tell, a little bit more of a, it's going to be more of a mindfulness uh, piece combined with some truths from scripture that connects to mindfulness mm-hmm. uh, and, okay. and identity. I think, that's, I think that's what you're going to see in this case. Yeah, I love that. That's, 
that's where I live. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I'm sensing. Obviously, I mean, I'm on the yeah. I'm on the music journey with you for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I haven't stopped listening to you at all. In fact, I listen to you a lot. Um, but I felt like I I owed you a conversation. So. Oh well, I'm I'm so glad that we got it because I always enjoy talking to you and hearing your insights and what you hear in the music. It's just fascinating to me because you're such a thoughtful listener. I appreciate that. Thanks for giving me the art to be thoughtful about. Uh, it's a two-way street, Because, right? <laughs> uh, you know, here's the sad part. I do whatever. I'm writing one of these a week now instead of two, so it makes me, helps me be a little more selective. Um, yeah. But every now and then, every now and then I'm like sad, sad, you know, that Nashville is pumping out just what they think listeners want to hear. Um, but I don't cover that. I If you sort of look at what I cover, I'm 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 on a quest for, as uh, Dave Trout and I call it, gourmet oh, uh, music, okay. right? So I'm on a quest for gourmet. Uh, I'm not just looking to cover the run-of-the-mill um, radio stuff. And, you know, you've had the privilege of art you created being played on radio, right? Um, yeah. Like with, like, Held and, like, Need you now and so on, right? Yeah. So, back in the day. By the way, how how <laughs> is Tiff, how, by the way, I just want to ask you, how's Tiffany doing? Uh, I haven't actually talked to her in a. Well, I mean, while well, we've texted briefly, like last week, but we haven't okay. caught up in a long time. But I All think right. she's so I think doing. It, you know, co- compared to, I mean, she's been on a journey too. I think she's doing better at the moment than she was right. for a long time. So. All right. Well, she's on my heart. So if you happen to chat. um because I don't think she's putting out any art at the moment. Um, but I would like to catch up with her at some point as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure she, well, she I would, I'd suspect she'd enjoy doing that. I don't know exactly what she's doing work-wise right now. But. It, well, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, I don't need to go back and back to the point of um, let's not revisit the past. Honestly, that's kind of almost what I wanted yeah. to do too. I want to make sure, I want to make sure, and I think that's why a song with the word hearing it was important to me. I just wanted you to know that. Mm, uh, yeah. I actually feel like I was, I was actually tracking with you. Like, like, yeah, no, no, no. We're not going to revisit past per se. We're going to like talk about being mindful and present and going forward. Um, yeah. So there, so there you go. So same with her. I, I feel like she needs art like that, in my opinion. Um, uh-huh. Because then that allows you to sort of live Live up to your art is kind of how I look at it. Um, and I want yeah. you to know my editor just asked me to live up to my art. You'll find that amazing. Aww. So, so he, he says, you've been sharing your, your journey with us, and thank you for that. But here's what he said specifically. So I just wrote uh, devotional number 1156 in my series. And he goes, I'm not sure if this is the spirit giving me a prompt but you recently said you were struggling with some anxieties. I encourage you to share your experiences when you're ready in your articles. <laughs> I think particularly mm. today's day and age with struggles of anxiety, it would greatly help. Uh, as I like yeah. to say, lead, lead on the page. So I wrote mm. him back. And said, I said, for sure I will be, especially next week with Hallelujah Anyway by Ren Collective. And mm. I said, I appreciate the Holy Spirit giving you a prompt. I feeling, I'm feeling the same prompt. Um, and and what he was saying is he didn't see it in this week's article he wasn't 
seeing me enough in what I wrote. You know, what I wrote is all there. It's all true. But he wanted to see more of me. Um, And I just told you about that experience I just had with the Rent Collective guys. So clearly it'll show up in next week's because I don't know if you've heard that song, Hallelujah, anyway. It's actually literally about bad circumstances and being able to still say hallelujah anyway. That's actually the whole point. Mm, Yeah. Um, uh, And in his case, the story, just you know, is um, Chris, the lead singer's uh, son, uh, was diagnosed as autistic. Um, Mm -hmm. And when they got that diagnosis, it ended up up turning into um, the song. Oh, wow. Anyway. Yeah. There's there's even more to it, but yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah, I'm sure. That's awesome. Hey, uh, Kevin, I am having to take off in the next few minutes. Same, uh, same. I got to get to a lunch meeting. Get you <laughs> to work. Yes. Thank you so much for the beautiful conversation. I appreciate you so much. You as well. And I hope we can, uh, I can hear you perform this art again. I've only gotten to do that once. Um, so obviously keep me in mind if you're ever anywhere near me or I could drive to come hear you. I'd okay. Like okay. Thank you. I certainly will. Awesome. Well, you. have a good rest Enjoy of your day. Enjoy your day. And let's enjoy your day being right here right now. You (laughs) got it. And you as well. You as well. And we will definitely not go four years between talking. Okay. I hope so. Okay. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Have a great day. Awesome. You too. Bye-bye.